Growing your brand to a new distribution channel? Need to maximize your purchasing power and scale faster? Time to settle now, pay later. Settle is an all-in-one cash flow management solution built for growing CPG brands. Settle Working Capital offers flexible short-term financing with competitive rates and faster access to the financing you need with credit eligibility reviews in just one to three days. The number one reason customers like Branch, Dagny Dover, and Starface love Settle? Transparent terms. No surprises, just upfront clarity on financing terms with a set pay schedule. Settle takes a holistic approach to credit reviews because sales don't tell your whole story. Also, it's non-dilutive capital. You built your brand, you keep ownership. Ready to scale to what's next? Get started for free at settle.com slash startup CPG. That's settle, S-E-T-T-L-E dot com slash startup CPG. Hey, listeners, would you like the chance to be featured on this podcast and on Startup CPG's live LinkedIn show, The Dish? If you buy a ticket for our mic drop party at Expo East by August 31st, you'll automatically be entered for a chance to win a spot on both shows. The Dish is our conversational LinkedIn live show hosted by Jenna Mopsovitz, and I'll join as well for a special episode that'll be featured on this podcast across all podcast players. The Mic Drop Party is the evening of Thursday, September 21st during Expo East in Philadelphia. During the party, we'll be featuring backpack brands and some of the incredible party guests signed up so far include retailers like Kroger, Whole Foods, Bristol Farms, media companies, and VCs. It's a karaoke venue, so get ready to sing or just come to network and sample the backpack brands, which will be announced in Slack. We expect the mic drop party to sell out, so get your ticket today at the link in the show notes, and we'll announce the winners the day after the party. Please note you must attend the party in person to be eligible, and this offer is only available for CPG brands. And if you already bought a ticket, good news, you're already entered. See you in Philadelphia. Our white counterparts sometimes often get more leeway, have more money, get more chances than we do. Those learning curves can be detrimental to people of color. And so the more that we're helping each other, those are the stories that are your time and time again is I met this person on a call. They helped me with this. It was so helpful. They made this introduction. I don't know what I would have done without them. Those continue to be the stories that motivate us to continue to do what we're doing. Just the magic that happens when people of color have the ability to come together. Welcome to the Startup CPG Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Freitag. I'm so excited to introduce you to today's guest and for the chance to feature an incredible organization everyone in CPG should know about, Project Potluck. Kathleen Casanova is the founding executive director of Project Potluck, which is the largest professional community inclusively for people of color in CPG. People of color face systematic barriers to accessing social, human, and financial capital. As a result, today's CPG industry is not representative of the U.S. population or the consumers that support and purchase products, especially natural and organic products. Currently, 40% of the U.S. population are people of color, but only 16% of leadership teams in CPG natural products are people of color. Project Potluck is empowering people of color to build successful companies and careers in the CPG industry. If you are a person of color, this episode will introduce you to Project Potluck as a resource, if you are not, this episode will introduce you to how to support the Project Potluck community and contribute to serving over 1,000 people of color in CPG, creating a more colorful CPG industry and a more equitable society. Listen in as Kathleen shares about how Project Potluck got started, resources and events available to members, 
how people can support Project Potluck, and more. Hi, Kathleen. Welcome to the show today. How are you? Hi, Jesse. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so excited to get to connect with you and record an episode together. I love the work that you're doing. And yeah, I'm just very excited for our conversation. I would love if you could start us out by just telling us a little bit about yourself and about Project Potluck, and then we'll dig in from there. Absolutely. So I'm Kathleen Casanova. I'm the executive director of Project Potluck, and we are a nonprofit that is here to support people of color in the CPG industry. It's our goal and our mission and our vision to have a more equitable and inclusive industry and for a consumer to be able to walk down the aisle and see themselves represented represented not just in the leaders of these brands, but also in the people who work in them and the industry in general. We're working really hard to make that vision a reality. I started with the organization about a year and a half ago as an executive director. That's when we started to really become a more formal nonprofit, but we have very grassroots beginnings. We were started by three people of color who were all CEOs in the industry, and they came together to create what they wished they had as a support system in their early entrepreneurial days. No one can debate how how lonely of a journey entrepreneurship is, but I think especially for marginalized communities, there's sharp learning curves and can feel very isolating and very lonely when you're one of the only people in the room. So they actually came together with their networks. I think they thought they were going to have a couple events and bring people together. This was in 2020 when this type of fellowship and community was really needed. And the response was just overwhelming. They really quickly realized, okay, this can't just be some flash in the pan, one one off type of thing. We need a really permanent place in our industry for people of color to come together and to support one another and to access resources and to start to advocate for visibility. So they started us off in 2020. And here we are in 2023. We're growing. We have over 900 members, which is incredible. And we are having in-person events, virtual events. We have a great mentorship program. And all of this started with just the vision of creating a community and a safe place for people of color. Oh, that's amazing. I love that. And I believe it's free for people to join as well. We'll include lots of links at the end and how to join, but I just want to have that at the beginning of the conversation for those that may be interested in joining that it's free to join. Yes, yes. We're very much uh, a nonprofit versus a, a trade association or a professional association. We're here with the singular mission of making sure that we're helping people overcome barriers. So we don't want to create another barrier in, in having a, in a membership fee. Uh, so it's free to join. And the very basis of everything we do is that there's connection and magic when we bring people of color together to share and to help one another. And you have immediate access to that when you become a member. You can connect with our incredible community and begin to really hopefully feel less alone. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And can you tell us a little bit about what it looked like early days too? Because you mentioned some of the three founders. I think that within there is a dozen cousins and Mason Dixie and Beanfields. And what that looked like in the beginning, you mentioned some like early days events and Startup CPG was the Slack was born out of the pandemic isolation time. So I'm curious about Project Pollock getting started during the similar time in the pandemic of doing online events and what that kind of looked like early days and how that's informed the community now. Yeah, it's funny because 
Ibrahim, Arnufo, and Asha all came together actually before the pandemic, but we were launched during the pandemic. So really helped shape those early days. And then I think the murder of George Floyd on top of that just created so much desire for our community to be in fellowship with one another. So I think that was a huge kind of fortuitous timing. And obviously the industry started to perk up and pay more attention and feel more of a sense of urgency around addressing some of these racial inequity and social justice issues. So I think that was definitely informative, but the idea came before then. When I think the original idea was to have more in-person events and what we've really grown into is a virtual network that does gather in person, but really has a really rich component that happens online so that again it's accessible to people it doesn't it's not limited to your geography or your ability to travel somewhere but really the idea that we can connect I'll just share this anecdote fun we we started off with having virtual events we had amazing speakers who would come quest love was actually one of our speakers early on we had some amazing retailers and some investors and people who came and chatted with us but and those were really rich conversations but actually the magic was happening in the breakout rooms. And this is when Zoom was just starting breakout rooms. I think we were some of the first people to utilize those. But people would just come alive after these conversations, not even in relation to what they just heard, but just to be like, oh my God, I'm in a room. I'm not the only person of color. I can let my guard down. I'm not code switching. I can share about my experience. I can ask for help. I can make friends. And that is the magic that we're constantly trying to capture and recreate is those early day breakout rooms when people were just so hungry for connection and honestly to, to share what they were going through and to find solidarity in the industry. And it's pretty magical to be facilitating events, whether they're virtual or in person, where people walk into a room and the majority of the people, if not all of the people, are people of color. It's not the most colorful industry. We're, we're very much underrepresented. And at trade shows and in, in meetings and things like that, you walk in and you pretty much expect to be one of a few. But it's pretty awesome to be providing these spaces. We get a lot of feedback from people, tears in their eyes saying, I have never thought I would be in a room like this in our industry. Thank you for making this happen. So that is, that's pretty much in a nutshell what we're going for. Yeah, that's incredible. That's so powerful. And can you walk us through, if someone joins the community today, what would be their experience? Where are in-person events? What's the online community look like? Are there threads of topics? What does it look like for someone to get plugged in? Yeah, so you can sign up online. Uh, it's a two-minute application, and then you immediately get invited to join our community portal, which is an online portal. And there is, on our portal, is a directory of our members where you can reach out to somebody individually. If you're like, oh, I live in... Milwaukee, and I'm wondering who might be in the area, or I'm in this specific category, and you could do a search and send a message or send a group message. So that's just like immediate access to people. And we have this amazing community where pretty much anybody who's a person of color who reaches out to another person of color, it's this unspoken rule, especially in Project Pollock, that like you respond, you offer help and you figure out how to connect. So that's a really unique aspect of, of what we're doing. And also you have access to all of our upcoming events and our programming. So just to run through that, we have virtual events. We have been focusing on two topics, which is retail and fundraising. We have They're called the Real Talk series, where we're really just trying to demystify these very complicated barriers to entry into the industry. So getting into retail and getting funded. So we have people come and speak very candidly about 
how to get into their stores, if they're retailers, or how to work with them, if they're investors. We usually structure our online conversations with 30 minutes of education and 30 minutes of access. So you have a breakout room where you're maybe one of a few people and an investor, and you can ask them questions, introduce yourself, really learn as much as you can, which is very different than sitting through a PowerPoint presentation virtually. So those are our online events. We also have in-person events. We had a really successful networking luncheon at Expo West this year. Next year, we're hoping to do it at West and East. And that was a time where the room was pretty much majority of our members, but we also invited allies who we vetted and curated who were there for very specific reasons to help. It's not your typical networking event. You're not shaking hands and passing out business cards and then moving on. People were really encouraged to ask for what they need, to offer help when they could. And it was a very different dynamic than a lot of the networking events that aren't super friendly spaces for people of color and women. So we wanted to create something really different. We're excited to continue those in collaboration with New Hope Network at the future trade shows. So we're excited to have a time when we can meet in person. And then this summer, we're doing something called the Summer of Connection, which is we're asking different... We're actually... We have a budget where we're asking different members in different cities to have a dinner party or host people at a restaurant for drinks and apps who are local to them so that they can meet. So these are all going to look really different and unique to the regions and the hosts. But we're really excited to kick that off this year for the first time. Our kind of key programming that we're doing right now is our mentorship program. We're in our third year of running the co It's a small group mentorship program. You're paired up very thoughtfully with a group of peers and an industry leader. And you spend the year, you meet four times. So once a quarter, you spend the year really working towards goals that you as a group have decided on together. And to really, again, encourage something beyond typical mentorship, but more along the lines of sponsorship and allyship. Our portal will allow you to access all of those, see what's coming up. We always send a newsletter. We have the ability to send a question out on a conversation thread, share opportunities. We have a database of grants and accelerator programs and pro bono offerings that we're constantly working with partners on and and just scouring the internet so that people can go to one place and find everything that they need. And then when an amazing industry partner has a great program for people of color, they can send it to us and get it out to 900 people instead of going through individual channel partners. So that's really summarizes a lot of what a lot of what you'll find and a lot of the benefits. But again, I'd say the biggest benefit is being part of a community of people who really understand what you're going through, where you can make connections and where you can hopefully feel like the industry is a little bit more intimate and like your community is a little bit smaller and your network is a little bit tighter and, and more accessible. Yeah. Oh, that all sounds so amazing. That's so incredible. I'm wondering what kind of the breakdown is between like how many people in the community are emerging brand founders versus agency owners or vendors or working in big CPG? How does it span across the the CPG industry? I'm glad you brought that up because one of the things that I think makes us very unique is that we're not just focused on founders. Founders, there's a lot that they are up against. They need a lot of love. So I hope they get all the resources that they can. But for us, we wanted to build a community that was inclusive of everybody in the industry. So that means founders and entrepreneurs, but also career professionals, people who are working in a brand that they don't own necessarily necessarily. And that includes small brands and conventional, but also service providers. Because for us, we're really trying to change the face of the industry. And if we don't have... First of all, if we support these amazing founders of color, and they grow these amazing businesses, we know that people of color are more likely to hire other people of color. So we need to make sure that the workforce is being 
growth in conjunction with these future founders and leaders. And also, if we want the industry to be more inclusive, that means fundraising needs to change. It means hiring needs to change. It means all of these aspects that hit on service providers and professionals needs to be addressed in conjunction with the founder piece. So that's really important to us to have that inclusive of a community. I'd say right now, a lot of our community is founders because that's who the network is that started in the grassroots way from our board members who are all CEOs and they know other founders as well. But it's really become a great mix of all of those kind of categories that you just mentioned. And that's a really important aspect of the community for us as well. Yeah, I love that. It's across kind of the whole ecosystem of CPG. So there's opportunities for so many people in different the different pieces of CPG to get involved. And especially the fundraising piece that you mentioned, I think that's so huge. Fundraising is from the little bit of time I spent in that area, learning about how likely it is for people to invest in people that look like them and are similar to them. And because fundraising is so white male dominant in the US, it can be incredibly hard to break into. So I love that there's resources around that. And what does it look like for if there are any investors listening that may be able to be involved? What does it look like when you have investors involved in the community support the community? How can they participate? Because I do know we have some investors that listen to the show as well. Yeah, it's a huge piece. We can't work in a vacuum without including them. And our goal at Project Pollock is all of our time and money and programming is really spent on people of color. We don't do as much like education of allies, but we've been really thoughtful, especially over the past couple of years of figuring out how to bring in partners in a thoughtful way and how to involve the industry because what we're doing is so important to the future of the industry. For investors, we always, anybody who is an investor who would want to be on one of our panels and contribute to that really open, demystifying conversation, we invite them to be a part of that. We also are a nonprofit, so donations and sponsorships are always an amazing way to really demonstrate your commitment to this and your support of this community. And of course, that then goes into building a really robust pool of future companies that you can invest in. And and we also know that investors aren't just interested in founders. They're very interested in the companies that are in their portfolios. And so we really work with them in all different ways to address those needs. One thing I forgot to mention is that we have a jobs board. It'll be launched on our new website, which is going to be launched in the next couple of weeks. But that's another great place to be posting open positions. We also include open positions on our portal and our newsletter. But that's a great place to be really, again, attracting like-minded individuals who are committed to DEI in the same way that you are. So that's another opportunity of how to get tapped in and how to get involved. Yeah, no, that's really awesome. Are there other ways that listeners that are white that maybe want to support the mission and amplify? Are there other ways? The donations is, I think that piece is huge. And looking on the website, I think it's like $166 to cover someone being a member for a whole year. That's a really low entry point for those that have the means to contribute to that and support. So I think that's an incredible way to support people being part of the community. But what other ways can people support? Yeah, thank you. Yeah. And we're really proud of that. I think $166, which is again, like it's we never charge anything to our members. That is just the number value that we've put on our membership. That is a really great way to to support us and to make sure that this 
is accessible. One way we, we tell companies if they're like, how much should I donate? We're like, well, if you have a goal for your workforce and you would love your, your workforce to be 50% people of color, figure out what that number looks like and then make that donation times 166 because then you're putting forward a goal and you're supporting that amount of people to be in our program and eventually maybe they grow into an employee for you. So that's a really great opportunity or way to think about a donation. But there's other ways to get involved too. Signing up on our newsletter is a great way to get information for allyship opportunities. We have our mentorship program. Industry leaders are invited to throw their hat into the ring. We have a database that we reference when we make our matches once a year. Not everybody gets matched because we look very specifically at like where people need certain things or what topics they're looking at. Um, but that's always a good way to let us know that you're interested. We use that to share about other opportunities, um, including our events. Most of our events are members only. We sometimes invite allies. And when we do, we're very, again, we curate that list. It's very invite only. And so that's a great way to get on our radar. And we're really hoping to have more one-off opportunities to support people of color in some of their needs. And so all of that will be communicated to our allies. But it's a really great way to start to get involved. And again, we also love working with corporations who have employee resource groups or other kind of commitments to DEI and figure out how we can very organically and authentically connect what we're doing with one another so that we can have some synergies and kind of projects that they're pursuing in those areas. Um, so there's a lot of ways to get involved. A great place is to start and make sure that you're keeping up to date on all of our, our news and our releases, both on our LinkedIn and on our newsletter. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. That's very helpful. And yeah, I'm just thinking about how helpful it would be to even add a link to an employee handbook or if you're growing, if you're a small team and you're growing and you're looking to provide resources to your employees as you grow. Yes. Or if you want to access the resources as a founder yourself, but you know, have, having a group like this that employees can see and join if applicable to them, I'm thinking that'd be a really great resource to be able to just have people to join a really awesome community. Yes. And I think it's so interesting that you brought that up because for me, I, I used to work in recruiting for emerging CPG brands. And so many brands are interested in having a more diverse workforce. They're also small and they don't have a ton of resources to support that shift in their workforce. And so what is cool about Project Potluck is we are actually a resource for companies who want to enrich their employees' experience. So a small brand probably doesn't have the ability to have an employee resource group or a mentorship program specifically for people of color. And sometimes these people are working virtually or they're one of only a few people of color in the company in general. If they want any shot at that person having a really fulfilling experience, not feeling isolated, having support, feeling like they have support and growth for themselves professionally, this is a great way for them to leverage a free resource. And so anytime a person of color on your team either joins or is already exists, it's a great opportunity for employers to share with them, hey, do you know about Project Potluck? I want to make sure you're plugged into this. This is something that you can spend if you need to spend an hour at work connecting with somebody or your mentor. That's a great use of your time. We know that people who are mentored, people who have communities, they're better employees. They stay longer. They're more likely to get promoted, they're higher producers individually. All of this is just, it's important in the virtual world too. It's really critical mm -hmm. for people to have that support and we provide it at no cost. <laughs> so we're proud of that. Are you a founder or critical operator spending too much time on bookkeeping, expense classification, and tweaking your financial model when you should be spending your time on customers and growth? 
Q-Graphite. They are a full finance department as a service for early stage and growing CPG startups. Think of having a CFO, controller, and bookkeeper, but for the fraction of the cost of hiring even one internal team member. That's Graphite. The truth is that most CPG founders fail due to a lack of understanding of their unit economics, aka a lack of proper accounting and finance. To download their free financial model template, free chart of accounts template, and other resources, go to graphitefinancial.com slash CPG. Graphite is also offering a special discount just for our listeners of 8% off their accounting and forecasting services. Head to graphitefinancial.com slash CPG to claim your discount. That's graphite, G-R-A-P-H-I-T-E, financial.com slash CPG. I'm curious if there's any stories that you wanted to share or members that you wanted to spotlight. I know that this is having a huge impact and you may not be able to share necessarily all the stories, but I'm curious if there's any that stand out to you that you just wanted to share. I wanted to give you some space for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to keep it very democratic. So I won't share, shout out just anybody, but I will say that just our general feedback that we've been getting that I'm really proud of. Our potluck parties, which happen monthly, they're virtual opportunities for people to pop in and meet each other. So that's part of our virtual programming. And someone recently said that it felt like walking into their best friend's house and taking off their shoes and like cuddling up on the couch and talking to somebody. And for us like that, people of color don't have the privilege of having very safe spaces where they can feel relaxed or like themselves. And we hear time and time again, this is the most hard networking legend. That was the most authentic I've been able to show up at an event and be myself. I felt like I was at a family reunion. I'm an introvert and I hate networking events. And I, I was so such a good experience. And I also made really strong connections that I've already followed up on that have already been helpful to me. For me, I think that is super powerful. And uh, we also just hear from people time and time again that we ask people like, what do you need? Make sure that you're asking each other what you need and offering your area of expertise. And we hear people say, oh, like, I'm not an expert in anything. Like, I'm just starting out in CPG. And then yet somebody asked them about an Amazon storefront. They're like, Let, let's get on a call. I'm going to help you with that. And like that kind of the, the like generating of that kind of momentum and help for one another, it's so powerful. And it's actually monetary. You can put a monetary value on it because these kinds of learning curves that people go through. And if you like are on your own and you mess up on that learning curve, it's sharp and it's really expensive. Our white counterparts sometimes get more often, get more leeway, have more money, get more chances than we do. Those learning curves are can be detrimental to people of color. And so the more that we're helping each other, those are the stories that you're time and time again is I met this person on a call. They helped me with this. It was so helpful. They made this introduction. I don't know what I would have done without them. Those continue to be the stories that motivate us to continue to do what we're doing and make us feel really good about, again, just the magic that happens when people of color have the ability to come together. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. I love the encouragement of the learning. I think for so many people, you often feel like you're not an expert in anything like you said. And so encouraging that because to be able to, it's like you need to learn, know like 10% more than someone to teach them something. So to be able to yeah. foster within the community, to learn from someone 
that you can have your guard down with and also feel safe learning from yeah. where you may not yes. feel safe in other spaces. That's incredible. We're really proud of that. And we really encourage everyone to say, what can I help with? And what do I need help with? And I, I don't think that a lot of people are encouraged to ask those questions or to answer those questions, especially people of color to ask for help, say, this is what I'm working on. I need help. Who can help me? And I think the more we practice that, the, the more effortless that becomes. And again, so much becomes unlocked in those conversations. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It sounds like so a new website is coming out, which may be out by the time we publish it. We awesome. What's coming down the, the pathway as well? It sounds like maybe some more events at expos, but tell us about what's coming up and what you're excited about that's going to be coming out, new resources our big goal is I think we're doing a lot of really incredible programming and work and the framework for the organization and our community is really locked in. Our work isn't done until every person of color knows that they're invited to be part of Pollock. Maybe they don't want to be a part of it, but at least they know that there's a space for them and it's free. So we really want to grow our membership. We're hoping to be at 1500 by the middle of next year, which I think is just incredible. We're the largest network of people of color within the CPG space. So the larger our collective voice becomes, the more we can begin to ask for and bargain and really take up space in the industry. And I, that to me, I think is powerful. So growing our membership and inviting more people in, I think is fantastic. Continuing to expand our programming to be more inclusive of not just founders, but these professionals and, and really having more targeted conversations for the variety of categories and industries and roles that people in our community play. And then yes, absolutely more in-person events. I think that for us has always been a big goal. But as I mentioned, 2020, we didn't start out that way because of 2020. So having our event expo was huge. It was over 200 people. It was standing room only. We're like very excited to have a bigger room this year and to have even more people there. So that's going to be great. We'll hopefully be at Expo East and West in that way. Have our dinner party series again and continue to find ways to partner with the industry and corporations, brands, service providers who are passionate about this as well and figuring out how we can collectively work together. We're hosting our first, it's an invite only conversation for corporations that are passionate about these topics. It's a roundtable kind of discussion. It was a panel and then a kind of a roundtable breakout room discussion. And we really want to continue to bring retailers in, funders in who are all scratching their heads about the same issues that we're passionate about resolving and really bring together a coalition of the industry's most passionate partners. And that's a big thing for us to be doing this year as well. We have really been laser beam focused on our members and not trying to spread our resources and our time and attention other places. But we realize that again, like we have to have these parallel tracks. We can't be working in a vacuum because the industry needs to change as we develop these future leaders. And so that's really important to us. Amazing. Was there anything else that you wanted to share about before we go into sharing some specific links and ways to, to follow? Because I want I always like to have that at the end. But is there anything else that you wanted to share about that you didn't have the chance to yet? We're just really grateful, I think, to be here and to have the, had the reception that we've had in the industry. I think this continues to be a topic that is important, but difficult to talk about. And we are 
really grateful to even to have us on this podcast to be able to share this as the industry kind of figures out like how are we going to address this how do we make space for this uncomfortable conversation that's really necessary we're just really grateful to be included in that and we know that there are a lot of other partners who are also working on this and it's going to take all of us really working together to make a big change and and that's what we're most focused on that's just the the last little piece that I'll say. Uh, and I'm really hopeful. I'm really hopeful. And I think that bringing diversity into the industry is going to make it such a stronger place. We have so many issues that face food and our food systems. We have climate, we have health uh, disparities, we have food, dis- we have all of these issues that are connected to food and distribution and CPG is at the real center of that. And I think bringing diversity into the workforce and onto the shelf is actually a solution for some of the innovation that that needs to happen in order for us to compete and to continue to thrive. So for me, this is the future. This is definitely one of the most necessary things that we can do as an industry. And we're grateful for anyone who's willing to have that conversation with us because we know it's complicated and it's there's not one easy answer. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I'm so grateful that you spent time with us on the show to share more and that our listeners can hopefully get involved. And I'm excited to just for the future of the industry that this can shape and the change that can be made through the work that you're doing and members of your community. So I'm just really excited. Everyone should go to potluck. So the word potluck, CPG. Dot org. That's the website. I'll link that in the show notes. And if you are a person of color and want to join, there's a join us link right there. Easy. And then if you want to donate and support the work and helping people be a member for free, then there's a donate button. Also very easy. I assume with the new website, there'll be an easy way to sign up for the email list. So just head to that website, check it out, follow on LinkedIn so you can amplify and promote any events or if you're interested in joining them. So yeah, I hope everyone goes and checks it out. And I just look forward to continuing to follow along and appreciate all the work that you're doing. So thanks so much for being here. Thank you. We're really so grateful to have this conversation and Startup CPG is such an important community too. There's a way to be a part of so many communities. And to me, I think that adds so much richness to people's careers and their experiences. So I think just having space for people to connect with others is critical. So thanks for the work that you guys are doing as well. Yeah, absolutely. More community is definitely better. better. So having more (laughs) options. Yes. You can pop into Startup CPG for specific yep. things you need. You can go yep. over to Project Potluck. The fact that there's more amazing communities available is just like everyone. It's a win-win for everyone. So I love that. Agreed. More, the more community, the better. Like you can't be over-communityed, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Thank you so much, Kathleen. I really appreciate it. And just so glad you're here. Thank you for listening in today. I'm so honored you joined me for this conversation and I love hearing from you all with feedback, suggestions, or if you just want to say hi at podcast at startupcpg.com or you can find me on LinkedIn. If you liked this episode, we'd love for you to share it with a friend or colleague, subscribe so you don't miss future episodes, and maybe even leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you aren't yet in our Slack community of founders and experts, We'd love to see you there. You can get the free invite at startupcpg.com and find all our other awesome resources there like webinars, databases, the blog, the magazine, and virtual and in-person events. And if you found yourself rocking out to our intro and outro music, which I do every single time, make sure to check out the Super Fantastics on Spotify. It's the band of our Startup CPG founder, Daniel Scharf. 
I'm Jesse Freitag, your host and producer. And on behalf of the whole team at Startup CPG, thank you for being here and see you next week.